0: Why can't you trust atoms? Because they make up everything.
1: You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com.
2: I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose I've got the leprosy of the heart valves, Exacerbating my inevitable woes I want to take my brain out And blast
3: it with the wave An ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave I want a magic pill for all
4: my ailments The health equivalent of Citizen Kane And if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem
3: for my disease
4: Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio and also a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve, and this is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us at Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and at DR Scott WM. And visit our website at WeirdMedicine.com or DrSteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at slash Weird Medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant pharmacist chiropractor yoga master physical therapist or whatever all right very good so uh we're on vacation it's my kids um spring break so i thought what i would do this week is uh do something uh, we haven't done in a long time is go way back way back to the very beginning and uh i'm going to play you two extended segments i hope they're not too boring First is going to be the uh, first time that I was ever on Opie and Anthony live in studio, and that was I believe October eleventh or twelfth of two thousand seven. And P.A. John and I went up there to do our show. We were supposed to do ninety minutes on Saturday night, and we just thought we were going to sit on the bleachers and watch them do the show. And next thing we knew, they were calling me in the studio to talk, and uh, I was petrified. And, um, I mean, I was a radio, television, motion, pictures major in college, and I did some college radio. But, you know, at that time, particularly, uh, Opie and Anthony were uh, radio gods to us. And uh, it was really um, – you know, those were by far happier days. No question about it. But uh, that was was the show, and there was no other show that came close to it on satellite radio. And they were the number one show on XM and um, they were eating Sirius's lunch at that time. And uh, it was a very happy time and loads of fun. And uh, here is uh, – and it's an extended bit. And then after that will be the first hour of the very first Weird Medicine show that was ever done with P.A. John and me. With uh, Danny Ross as the producer, E-Rock – uh, was supposed to be our first guest, and we had so many phone calls that we <laughs> we had to bump him, and uh, that caused quite a lot of merriment in the studio. You know, hey, Doctor Steve's here, his very first show. He bumped Erock, so but uh, and and then that's it, and we'll just do that, and that'll be it for this week. But uh, it might be kind of fun to go back and listen to some of that stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to check out Doctor Scott's website at simplyherbs.net. Please go to uh, stuff.drsteve.com. Scroll down. You can see all the things we talk about on the show. You can click through and go to Amazon. Don't forget tweakedaudio.com. That's tweaked, audio T-W-E-A-K-E-D, audio.com. Offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, for 33% off the best earbuds on the market for the price and the best customer service anywhere. And uh, if you're interested in going back to uh, hearing other more archives of our show going way back, uh, go to premium.drsteve.com for buck ninety nine a month. You have full access and I highly recommend that you do that using the app that you can get at the uh, iTunes uh, store, at the app store or at Google Play. But I'll leave that up to you. You can do it online. It's just a little bit trickier. If you have any problems, email me. All right, and uh, here we go. This
5: is the best of Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve.
6: Hey, we got, uh, I got to tell you, like, uh, we have a lot of people that stop by and say hi, and uh, in between uh, commercials during the other side of the show, Anthony and Jimmy ran off to to meet Dr. Steve, and I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, these guys never run off to meet anybody. No. But Doctor Steve is in house, and you guys ran off to say hi to him.
3: Doctor Steve Dr. is Steve. Uh, legendary. Absolutely. Yes. Who else can I call and ask chlamydia and hepatitis questions to? <laughs> is it normal when I piss that I have to fucking grab the uh, grab the uh, the little uh, what are they call like the towel rack? No, it should be joke books and fucking read them before I start talking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cocksucker, I am. Why, how do I get paid to talk for a living? And grab the uh, I can't pull pipes out of thin air. <laughs> God, what a fucking... Hey, Dr. Steve, do you have any fucking talent pills you can prescribe for me? What a fucking asshole I am.
6: Uh, hey, uh... Oh. Well, we'll talk to Dr. Steve next. we got to take a break right now, I just uh, found out, because we got Mark Wahlberg uh, calling right at 945, so we, okay. we should break right now so we can get him on the phone after the break, okay? okay. Right. So we'll do the Dr. Steve thing. we got a nice uh, live audience today. Yes, we do. Not oh, bad. There uh, they are. Hanging out on the bleachers. We'll talk to them. Anybody have a medical question for Dr. Steve? You got anyone got a problem? You want to hand out like uh, that itches? some paper and pens and see if they got something they want to anonymously uh, ask Dr. Steve? Let's yeah. do that. Danny's working the crowd right now. So we'll do You want to bring in Dr. Steve? I certainly do. <laughs> Dr. Steve's doing a show on 202 tomorrow night. All right, he's teaming up with what? Big Kev? Like Big Kev's doing an hour and then uh, Dr. Steve's doing an hour? Yeah. Is that it? Uh-huh. Yeah.
7: Um. Yeah. <laughs>
6: There you go.
5: Take, take the noisy chair. I love how the wheels on these chairs just go round and round. They're very uh, noisy on the wooden floor. What's up, Dr. Steve yeah. Hello. I'm just going to do this the whole segment. Oh, I love this. You know, you guys. Uh, it's like a Ouija board chair. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Hey, let's all, we're all doing it. This is radio? What the hell? This is compelling radio. Yeah, do this on your show. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: We we're the pro we're showing you how to do it. Just move your chair around a lot. <laughs> you are the professionals. It's a time waster. Well, you got a nice set of pipes though for the air. Thanks. I think Thanks. you got a good uh, good radio voice. Thank you, my friend.
3: Dr. Steve, whose greatest quality is that he can keep a secret.
5: <laughs> <laughs> He's got secrets on true. every single person <laughs> in the studio. I've got files on everyone in the studio. <laughs> he could write a book. Yes, I'm sure. He so already what, has. Not well, about us, but he's I about mean, a one with you know, very unethical yes. book about uh, about people because he's supposed to be confidential. That's right. Um so what is your stupid radio show gonna be about Jesus?
4: <laughs> well, the stupid radio show is called Weird Medicine, Weird Medicine. Okay, We're doing it at ten thirty on Saturday on the Saturday night. Is virus. it gonna be better than fan and Sam? Um, mm, that's hard one. to say. I've never actually heard that, that. inside. Oh. oh
5: God! <laughs> I actually never heard but, that time um, but I have uh, uh, weird I, medicine with <laughs> Dr. Studios. Will it yeah, be better cool than a musical adventure yeah. hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Definitely. Uh, explain
6: further, though. Weird medicine. What do you mean? <laughs> well, we're going like to uh, rubbing shit on your <laughs> skin and stuff. I'm rubbing shit on
8: we're your been skin. About that.
4: What? <laughs> the, I, I think the uh, <laughs> the average. I've seen your fans. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, we've seen our fans. So too. you're going to do a, a weight loss show. <laughs> I think that health isn't always the number one priority. True. With, priority. with some of your fans. So we're going to uh, uh, we're going to work on that a little bit, and yeah, we're going to do some. We may do some weight loss. I've actually got a segment on why being fat can save your life. So that really? might be encouraging for some of your listeners. <laughs> that would, way,
3: how does that get followed up? Like, if you get hit by a boring. bus. Boring.
4: <laughs>
3: would you be nice if to being, Dr. being Steve. fat can save your life, I would like to know. Could you give a hint as to her? Well, I
4: was going to save it for the show. but Yeah, uh, that's of T's. Nope, yeah. <laughs> have you, you done have radio sort of, in the past? Uh, you got good mic technique. you got the good voice. You know, it doesn't count what I did. I did college radio ah. thirty years ago. College radio well. thirty years ago. <laughs> we need him to cut some stuff for us.
5: <laughs> he's a prescription for good radio. Uh, well, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> what I like to <laughs> say. Is a that's that's right. that's something some hack like PD would come up with. Why don't we say he's your prescription? Oh. The doctor is in yes. six to ten. <laughs> oh, right. oh, 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 oh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
6: You know, uh, well, we got people calling in with their weird shit already. Uh, we got Jason in Jersey. But this is the show you're going to do tomorrow night, right? Right. But might as well right, do it right. we, now when people, people actually in the in the air. Uh, right, Jason, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, what's up? Hey, fellas, hey. how are you doing? Hey. Thanks, Danny, for, hey, that's for that. That's Jason.
7: I
9: have, a, I have a serious question for you. I'm not making a bit. Um, sometimes
7: when I'm taking a dump, I'll come. It, like, I'll ejaculate. like not, I'm, I won't be hard or anything. Like, some, like, steam uh, excuse
3: me, right there, stop no, no disrespect, sir, I don't even need the doctor I know your problem is, you're German <laughs> 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 Wow
9: Seriously, is that a problem? That well, why would that? it be a problem? Yeah, well,
4: yeah, depends on where you live yeah how it does it depends on how many times you're moving your bowels every day yeah, but the place. It happens every once in
5: a while Dr. Steve, if I may yes, I believe this has to do with his prostate being stimulated. As he is
4: uh, defecating, you stole my thunder, uh, Anthony. I just
5: want—I just want to see if I uh, can compete with the doctor, with the good doctor.
4: Absolutely. You know, what a urologist can actually uh, induce ejaculation by sticking their finger up your rear end and it massaging certainly your can. prostate. Sure, you don't know, have to tell it. me. Yeah. <laughs> and why wouldn't they? I I've
5: yeah. made him have to change that wax paper on the uh, <laughs> counter quite a few times.
1: <laughs> oh, wait.
3: are you—are
6: uh, you one of those doctors that have to stick the fingers up the poop shit? I have done that. Oh, yes. my God. Mm. Can you do one of those yes. today?
3: Yes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> rubber gloves.
6: I fucking... Rubber I gloves. Joking. I know you're
5: rubber, not. Look at them. Rubber gloves. Where's I've from Where's Pat <laughs>
6: Oh Let's see how bright Pat Duffy really is. Oh <laughs> my god! It's an actual physical. We Where's no Pat, would be a physical. You would actually do this right now? What are you feeling well, for? He, do you, uh, he's a doctor. Sure, he's a real doctor.
5: Yeah. Well, well, you you know, know,
4: actually, I can't practice in the state of New York. You're not so.
5: practicing.
3: You're just
4: no, so. you're yeah. You just feeling. you being silly. What you
5: feel for, porn, for uh, in in a prostate? When you when you stick your finger up there, you're obviously feeling through the uh, intestine or right. the the lower the rectum. Right. Uh, what, what are you feeling for when you feel a prostate? Well, uh, what,
4: the All trick right. is, is that you feel a bunch of normal prostates. Prostates. So sorry. <laughs> I'm amazing, man. Every day. Day in and day out. And uh-huh. then you start to recognize the abnormal prostate. Because so you got to do this <laughs> pretty quickly, I noticed. Yep. Like,
5: you can't be standing there for a while with your finger up some guy's ass going, I don't know, let me check this right. side and that. Unless so you're my
4: doctor. You go right. in. <laughs> fuck. So you go in yeah. pretty quick. Pretty quick. Give a little feel. Right to left, left to right, up and down. And, and what does it feel like? It's like a rubbery walnut. A rubbery
5: walnut, about right. the size of a walnut. About the size of a walnut. It's supposed to be, anyway. And rubbery. And then what would they feel? Is that, like maybe bumpy isn't good? Obviously. Right. Bumpy is not swollen. good.
4: Swollen. Enlarged is not good. And it, hard, um, would it be hard if it was cancerous or something? Sometimes. It could be woody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> ah.
3: Wow. Hey, wow okay. I have a medical question for Dr. Steve. All yes. right. This has been bugging me. I have, at times, the inside of my ear itches. Yes. Like, everyone gets an itchy ear, but I mean a lot. Yeah. And it's, I'm terrified that it's because there's cancer knitting itself through
4: my skull. Wow. <laughs> Usually, cancer wouldn't just itch. <laughs> but the thing to do is, I mean, I know you have a doctor. Have them look in there. If they don't see anything, a little cortisone on a... a they actually make a cortisone eardrop that you can drop in your ear, and that'll get rid of it. You think Absolutely. so? You don't think it's yeah. any serious? Is it seasonal? Is it, I don't know. Is it worse it's, it, in the spring and fall.
3: I, I don't know. It might. It, it's, it's been happening, uh, but not for that long. You're very yeah. waxy. Could it be waxy? Are you yeah. waxy? You're a bit waxy. You're
4: waxy. No.
3: Do you notice
5: a no, lot I'm of
4: earwax? A- uh, no. An ear kit. You can buy a little ear kit at Dwayne Reed. It's called a murine ear kit, and you can uh, lavage out your ear with uh, this solution. And then if it's wax, that'll get rid of it. Hey, you don't think it's anything serious? I don't think so, but you know, I'd have to. Hey, look those your kits ear to that decide.
6: you uh, find for cleaning out your ear—that that's something that's uh, worthwhile to do. I th- yeah, it's a lot better than shoving Q-tips it? in your ear. Yeah, yeah cuz you're just packing the right the exactly. peanut butter right see i i don't i don't like the q tip thing
5: it gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah. so i get out of the shower i take a piece of tissue yeah i kind of roll it up a little so it's bigger than a, a q tip but not shove it in there so all the wax gets uh, a pushed back but just kind of let it dab in there and sometimes you pull out a little surprise yeah
4: yeah. yeah it's
6: nice well um <laughs> put it on a Ritz cracker oh
4: yeah oh, delicious, delicious.
6: <laughs> I'm not being a, a douche to you am I no no, no absolutely right. not see you're
4: my p- little pal uh, I'm being called a fuckhead who's it? are you serious oh,
6: cause I'm like well oh, cause
4: you did the boring says, hey, don't thing hey stop being a, a fuckhead Probably, Dr. Steve yeah.
6: you douche we're just this is how we show love on this yeah, show exactly is no, it? we love Dr. Steve yeah. hey uh cue his music <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Oh, I that was his deep that voice. No, 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 oh, okay, no, no. Okay, I got it. His
5: name is Pat Duffy. Oh. There he is. Actually, uh, I got a commentary He sounds like Adam West. Adam West? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Batman. The original ah, Batman.
4: Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> he,
5: he does <laughs> impressions. The while he's got <laughs> a finger in your hand.
6: <laughs> That's
3: right. He does these impersonations, and if you're not coming from the
6: You know what? I I think for the first time I'm going to listen to 202 on a Saturday night. Yeah. All right. Sorry. (laughs)
5: Lightsaber noises. This is the best best best, of weird medicine with Dr. Steve.
10: Good
4: evening, everybody. Are we on? And welcome to Weird Medicine. I'm Dr. Steve, Doctor to the Stars, and sitting to my right is P.A. John. Hello. And for the next 90 minutes, you're going to hear a medical show that's a little different from others. It's a medical show for people who would never listen to a medical show. A lot of the listeners of this channel are men, and I think it's fair to say, P.A. John, that their uh, health has not always been uh, the highest priority. No. Not <laughs> not. Men's health has largely been ignored by the media for years, so we're, we're not going to change that, but we're going to put a dent in it, I think. Uh, also tonight we have a special celebrity guest in the second segment, so you want to stay around for that. So let's get into it. Uh, give us a call at 866-WOW1WOW. That's 866-969-1969 for those who can't spell wow. Uh, we'll answer any questions we can. If you're too shy to call, give us a call or, uh, email us at DrSteve202 at gmail.com. That's steve 202 at gmail.com. And if we run out of stuff to talk about, I was a cameraman for Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling That's in awesome. the 70s. I knew all those guys rick Flair, Blackjack Mulligan, Rufus R. Jones, Wahoo McDaniel. We'll turn this into Wrestling Corner with Dr. Steve if we have to. Maybe we should just start with that. It, it might not be a bad idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Considering how the opening went. Yeah. Um, oh, well, well uh, we've got a few. Uh, 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 emails from uh, listeners that uh, were emailed to us prior to the show. I thought we could start with one of those, John. Sounds good. Uh, this is one uh, from a listener that is anonymous. Uh, Dear Dr. Steve, my wife has a horrendous vaginal odor. Mm. It's so bad I gag when I get close to it, and it's put me off eating fish forever. Ooh. What could be causing this? Now, I just want to say right here, at the beginning it, Not 30 seconds ago, I said we were going to be doing men's health, and then, of course, we're going right into the the old cliché vaginal odor jokes. Yeah, but
8: you can still come back to the men's health, because if you do have a vaginal odor that horrendous, maybe you're going to have impotency or something. Well,
4: yeah, maybe, who knows. But, you know, this was sent in by a guy, so this is, I I guess, this could be classified as a men's issue. But, you you know, every woman has a different odor, but sometimes there's a problem. And uh, what you want to do is look for reversible cause. You know, if a, if, if a woman has, and, and let's talk about things that this probably isn't first. We'll talk about common vaginal problems. If you have a cottage cheese discharge, and I'm never real big on the food analogies when it comes to things like uh. this, but a cottage cheese discharge is probably yeast. You can buy yeast medication over-the-counter, like Monistat. If you have a problem that persists, see your doctor. Uh, this usually causes kind of a, well, a yeasty, musty smell, not a fishy smell, though. Yeah. A yellow uh, custardy discharge. Ugh, uh, like, looks like maybe creme brulee or yeah, something. Another food analogy and another food I won't eat anytime uh. soon. Is, uh almost always a parasite called trichomonas. And uh, this is something that needs immediate treatment with an antibiotic and all the... Uh, uh, person sexual partners need to be treated so this you got to see your doctor for but if you have a clear or no discharge but with a fishy odor uh, this is almost always a thing called bacterial vaginosis now uh, this is this is you have good bacteria and you got bad bacteria that are normal inhabitants of the female anatomy and this is just like if you had a pond and all the trout died and all that were left were carp. And this is basically the the analogy that I would use for this is you're ending up with a you know a vagina full of bad bacteria. Or and, a vagina full of carp. Well yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, when you get this kind of mass kill of beneficial bacteria, which are called lactobacillus, uh, you, you can detect this by doing what's called a KOH or WIF test. This is done in the doctor's office. They take a sample of fluid, add a little uh, potassium hydroxide, which is a chemical, and then they actually take it out into the lab, and then they put it up to their nose, and they smell it. Mm-hmm. And if it smells fishy, then you have a, a positive diagnosis for bacterial vaginosis. Now, this used to be considered a benign disease. It still is. It's mostly benign, but it, uh, studies recently have shown that women who have bacterial vaginosis have a higher risk of con- contracting or transmitting HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. So, uh, and it also increases the risk of premature delivery in pregnant women, so uh, doctors will always uh, test for this early on in a pregnancy. It's really easy to treat with an antibiotic called Flagyl. Uh, if you do take Flagyl, you don't want to uh, drink alcohol because it causes a reaction Have you heard of that stuff called ad abuse yeah ad abuse is a drug that alcoholics can take to keep to dissuade them from drinking because when they drink and take an abuse it makes them violently ill uh flagell has that kind of effect so uh, don't drink and take that at the same time in the meantime uh for this person uh if she can't get to i mean this is saturday night If she wants to take care of this problem and thinks that she may have bacterial vaginosis, you can try a thing called a yogurt douche. Again, another food reference. Yes, absolutely. Uh, We generally, on uh, Weird Medicine, don't recommend douching, but God, in his infinite wisdom, made the same bacteria that makes a healthy vagina, also the same stuff that makes yogurt. Yummy. (laughs) Go figure. Now, does it come in different flavors? Uh, yes, but always use plain yogurt. Don't use strawberry or blueberry or okay. pineapple mango yogurt. I uh, use plain yogurt in a warm water douche or uh, the, the sort of less appetizing. Well, and none of this is very appetizing, but probably <laughs> the, <laughs> the less um, uh, uh, easy way to do it is to pull it, draw it up into a monostat uh, uh, applicator and, and insert it once a night for seven nights. Uh, this will overpower the bad bacteria with good bacteria, but at least see your doctor once and make sure that's what this is. Hmm. Now, one of the other things that can cause odor uh is a vaginal foreign body. Yeah. And in my practice over the years I have found uh, this to be a, a not a common problem but it's not unheard of uh-huh. to have uh retained condoms in the uh, in women's you know nether regions. Now, what kind of guy do you have to be to leave a condom behind? You know, you know that if if he left it behind, he knew that it was off, that at, it was some off point. at some point. At some And he's just like, Well, I don't know or where it is. is. So I guess it's just gone. It's just disappeared. Yeah, they don't look for it. They just and then they kinda slink off into the night and go, Tee hee hee. You know, I pulled a fast one. Maybe that's how the Immaculate Conception happened. <clears throat> so wow. Wow. Already offending seventy percent of the country. Well done, wow. P. A. John. Wow. That was PA John. Yeah. Well, you want to take some phone calls? Yeah. Let's see. We have uh, Blowhard from. Here we go. Somewhere. Sorry, everybody. Uh, that's uh, Blowhard on line two. Blowhard, you're on Weird Medicine with Doctor Steve and PA John. Buddies, Doctor
7: Steve and Physician's Assistant. Yeah, I know what that is. That's John, nice. how you doing, Excellent. buddies?
4: Hello, buddies. Excellent.
7: Um. What I can we do for you? first want to say congratulations on being on the air. It's great to hear a doctor on the radio who's not selling green tea extract or <laughs> colon cleanser.
4: Well, you haven't heard the whole show yet, which
7: leads <laughs> me to my question. I want to discuss something that's kind of embarrassing to millions of Americans, and that is IBS, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, yes. uh, spastic colon, which, basically, left unchecked, leads to explosive shitting. Wow. And I was diagnosed about 10 years ago with it, and I know all about how it's, you know, nerves, nerves, and uh, bad diet, and all of the above. My question is, how can you eat healthy without having the spasms and the explosive shitting when, at times, I eat crap and it goes away? And yet, when I eat the healthy vegetables, I do the workout, I lift my weights, etc., my stomach just erupts like a fire hydrant in the South Bronx in July. Yeah. I mean what is the deal with the IBS? Can you just explain a little bit about what is actually happening and how to prevent it or how to at least stop the symptoms of the shitting? Are
4: there specific foods uh blowhard that cause uh this other than just green leafy vegetables, things like broccoli, anything like that?
7: Yeah, well broccoli is a staple in the diet and also sometimes uh maybe one small potato could do it uh a salad, like you mentioned, the leafy vegetables, and I know I drink a lot of caffeine, that's my one vice, well, I guess it is yep. and uh I know that being diabetic i'm I'm dehydrated, and that kind of contributes to what I get right. yeah. but it just seems that whenever I'm doing the right thing and eating you know just healthy foods, it aggravates it right but If I go out and I eat a, a small planet or two, it definitely feels better, and it's sure. no problem to deal with now, I know there's drugs you can take. Um, I've been taking the antispasmodics. I've been, you know, I tried the Valium yeah. route, and it just doesn't okay. work. So,
4: Well, um, there, there are a couple of things here. Number one, I'd like to make sure that you actually have that it actually is um, irritable, irritable bowel. bowel syndrome that's causing this problem because they're uh... first off the problems that you're having are with what are called high residue foods so uh... lots of fiber and roughage is actually good for you uh... or felt to be good for you but things like broccoli and beans and other things like that can actually have what we call insoluble sugars in them and those can cause explosive diarrhea separate from irritable bowel syndrome and the thing that you might try is a medication called Bino, and it has an enzyme in it that actually breaks down these sugars and should slow that down and I don't know if you've ever tried it I've seen it advertised okay I, w- I would give it a try I really would uh, y- it may be uh, that your symptoms are caused by irritable bowel syndrome uh but it it may actually be something else it may actually be a reaction to the to the foods that you're eating rather than spastic colon per se so i'd give it a try
7: all right and of course talk
4: to your doctor this is for entertainment purposes only thing and uh, okay man
7: you guys good luck and i hope to hear more of the show in the future i can listen to you guys for hours okay
4: I well but i like the topic okay. thank you blowhard hey thanks blowhard have a good day um and we've got another uh uh Email. Uh, email here, uh, PA John, it's uh, from a guy who just signs his name PD, and it says, Dear Dr. Steve, my wife wants me to have a vasectomy, and then he puts in parentheses, something stupid about it being less risky for me than for her, and uh, I'm okay with the idea, but will it change the quality or the quantity of my splooge? Mm. Well, actually, uh, you know, vasectomy, we should talk about this because uh, a lot of men fear vasectomy. And I think there's a lot of misinformation about uh, vasectomy. And actually, line six has a vasectomy question. And uh, we will get to that. Uh, it, it just hang on the line. Uh, vasectomy is an office procedure. It's basically just cutting the cord from the testicles to the rest of the body. The cord is called the vas deferens, and uh, cutting off the supply of sperm cells doesn't really change the character of the ejaculation. Uh, sperms less than ten percent of the ejaculate itself, and they're microscopic, minute part of the ejaculate. The rest of the fluids basically produced in the prostate gland and, and and another place called the seminal vesicles. Yeah, uh, you will not be able to detect it difference in uh, in your splooge. Um, let me let me talk a little bit because I want to I want to demystify this procedure for a lot of guys. Uh, it isn't a fun procedure. I, you may know PA John that I had a vasectomy and why um, would I know that? Good question. God, I don't know. I, I was just making conversation.
8: Actually, I, and you, hoping you, you would did, say
4: yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you, that's because <laughs> you told me this exactly just yeah. now I did have a vasectomy and um, basically they put you in a position called dorsal lithotomy position now this is a position that all women know because it's the same position that women are placed in when they have a pap smear so this is a, should we say a somewhat vulnerable position and guys aren't used to it and uh, don't do like I did which was not shave before you go because my stupid urologist didn't tell me that you need to shave and so I'm laying there he puts me me in this position with my feet up in the stirrups and my legs splayed uh, apart okay. yeah. and then he's, he's talking to me well did you enjoy the restaurant the other night and he takes a daisy razor and starts dry shaving my nuts. Oh. <laughs> holy and I'm like, oh my god and I, I had you know the white knuckle effect as I'm absolutely just tearing holes in the, in the this <laughs> I, thing that I'm lying I would have had the white testi- testicle. It was fact. It was unbelievable. Uh, then uh, the 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 worst. So it, that you can avoid by shaving yourself. The. Uh uh, the local anesthetic is another interesting thing in that when they when they inject you They inject it right into the vas deferens Which is again the tube coming from the testicle to the rest of the body and it shares the same nerve supply with the testicle So it feels like they're sticking the needle into your knot Now the great news mm-hmm. about this is is that it only lasts for about 10 seconds And then the rest of the procedure is completely pain-free yeah until the, <laughs> until the <laughs> anesthetic wears off. Now, I, my wife will attest to this, of course she came in in the middle of this thing and sees this guy just covered, uh, you know, uh, with his bloody hands, just talking to me about eating food at a restaurant while he's tying off these tubes inside my scrotum. Like the
8: guy at the Japanese restaurant
4: cutting Abs- up
8: the food. To, at the at It was
4: uh, a little bit like yeah. that, I think, at, at least from my position. I could yeah. just sort of see his head and his hands moving around. And uh, so I got up and said, hell, I'm going to work. <clears throat> yeah, I felt great after it was over and uh you know, they said, No, you gotta go home, you gotta go home and it's like, Hell no, I know better. You know, I feel great. Did you well, have a cigarette after it was over? No. But you know, uh, an hour later, uh I actually was really glad that I didn't try to go to work because yeah. it's it's pretty impressive. The the amount of discomfort that you have. Again, not that bad. You just gotta take it easy for a couple of days. And then I wore a hard plastic cup. Uh, for about a week after that, yeah, you know, an athletic support. supporter yeah. with a hard plastic cup, which was fun because I could walk up to people and they'd say, how'd your vasectomy go? And I'd say, wow, you know, I had this really weird reaction to the anesthetic. It made my nuts hard as rocks. And I'd go <laughs> on the plastic, cup, which was more of a visual thing. Anyway, um, I saw it. You're uh um, your doctor will tell you when to do uh, sperm samples, and they won't be satisfied if they see even one sperm cell. So let's uh, grab line six and talk to Kent in Canada. Kent, you're on Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve. Hello, Kent. K- Kent. Hello. Hello, Kent. Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, man. What you got?
2: Um, I would have been talking about a week ago. Yes. And... Besides the, the right side seems way more bruised than the left side. Is that normal?
4: Uh, it can happen. You know, there's, there are some, uh, Veins and blood vessels in that area that uh, you know can be uh, traumatized by this thing, and you can get a lot of bruising on one side more than the other.
8: Yeah, well, it it also all depends on exactly like Dr. Steve was saying where they actually gave the local anesthesia. You know, they can where they injected may have been more so on that side. They may have gone in on the right with the needle and uh, was just traumatized, like you said, a little bit more. So
2: also, yeah. yes, um, there seems to be like uh, a lot more swelling on that side. It's almost like uh it feels almost like a third testicle at this point yes um right about the right one again is that normal
4: you uh you may have a little fluid collection there and uh a hematoma or something you, you, it could be blood uh this is what i would do um I, i'd apply are you wearing your athletic supporter like they told you
9: yeah, uh, this box of briefs after a week is what he basically did. Yeah, me. Okay.
4: okay. And then you say, I, a lot of times when you see this happen, guys didn't follow the instructions completely and did a little bit more than they were supposed to. So I, I wonder if maybe you were a little more active than you should have been. Probably. But um, uh, if the swelling is still continuing and it's painful. Uh, Not would, really painful. Okay, then I would I would watch it for a few days. Touch bases with your urologist or your family practitioner who did the procedure, and uh, if you get any redness around that area, or if it gets hot or painful to the touch, you need to call a, a, even after hours and talk to your urologist. Okay. Okay. Okay, man. Thanks, Ken. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we've got uh, Patrick in Philly has a question about true remedy for hair loss. Patrick. Didn't mean to steal your thunder. You there, man?
11: Hi, this is Patrick O'Neill. Did you know that many thousands of people will get minor aches and pains in their muscles or joints use therapeutic mineralized... Yeah,
4: yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. Excellent. (laughs) That was awesome. Was that the radio shark? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it probably was. Maybe. Uh, Let's talk to Sean in Florida. Sean. Yes. Got some sebaceous gland troubles, my brother?
10: Uh, yes, um, on my testicles, I have swollen, clogged,
9: sebaceous glands. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> okay. How do you? Can you get rid of them, or
4: what do you do? Um, so you've got sort of a nodular scrotum. Is that what? Uh, what basically you've got? How many? How many nodules is it? I mean, is it like? Uh, I got like 10. Oh, just 10. Okay. Uh, a lot of times a dermatologist can take care of that That's for That's not you. a lot, apparently, yeah. from your reaction. I yeah, don't think no, 10 I, would be a lot. I've seen people that every sebaceous gland on their scrotum is uh, is clogged, and they just, just have these pus, really scrotum. big, lumpy, lumpy, hard scrotum. That sounds painful. It's And it's not, though, usually. Is this painful at all, my friend? No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it causing any problems in the bedroom? Is that, I mean, is your. your just psychological, I'm yeah, okay. I'm, you're you psychological. Yeah, okay. You're concerned about the appearance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, a dermatologist can take care of that. Uh, I'm not sure that the urologists mess with that. Yeah, I would say darn. But I, I would probably go to a dermatologist and let them unroof those for you. And uh, it, they will, con- you know, once they start, it just means that you're prone to it. But if you've only got 10, and how old are you? Uh, Thirty-two. Okay, so you've, uh, on average, uh, what does that work out to, uh, one every uh, three, three years. years? Yeah, that's not so bad. So if they unroof those for you and get rid of them, uh, you probably won't get that many more before you die. Okay. Okay, okay man. I've got to wear them, but will come back if I get rid of them. Yeah, and uh, you probably will get more, but uh, uh, those particular ones won't come back. Yeah. All right, man. All right, thanks. Hey, thanks for calling. Uh Oh, here's one, uh, Jay in Tucson. Let's get back to the vasectomy question. Jay. Yes. Hello. What can we do for you? You're on Weird Medicine.
9: Um, well, uh, my my question is uh, is this. I had a vasectomy about a year and a half, two years ago, and now my wife is uh, thinking that I should go and have it reversed, and I was wondering about how complex uh, is that procedure and how painful it is.
4: You know, how long is it going to take? Okay. um, I'm not an expert on reversing vasectomies, but I do know that most of the uh, guys that do vasectomies uh, tell people to not count on them being able to reverse Mm -hmm. it. Um, the human body is an amazing thing. A lot of people who don't want their vasectomies reversed, uh, they will reverse spontaneously because if you put two pieces of vas deferens in the same room, they will try to grow together. Uh, but it is a microsurgical procedure, and uh, it will cost you a lot more than having the vasectomy did to reverse oh, yeah. it. And, uh, it is, uh, and it's not a procedure that's guaranteed to work. Uh, You may talk to your fertility specialist about other ways to get sperm uh, out of your body and into your wife's body other than reversing your vasectomy. There are some things out there that some centers will do, but um, uh, you can try the reversal. Uh, I I just don't count on it uh, working, okay? All right. Yeah, and I can't, I can't give you the, uh, the exact, uh, percentages on that. But I'll tell you what, I'd look it up for you. Just email me sometime at drsteve202 at gmail.com and I'll see if I can get you some statistics on that, okay?
0: Alright, All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling. Good luck. Okay, thanks. Good luck Bye. with it. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Download the free Angie Mobile app today, or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
4: Well, uh, John, I, you know we've been talking a lot about testicles already yeah. in the first segment. Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, testicular cancer? I think that we can save. Ma- how many listeners you figure we have, Danny, tonight? Uh, wow! Well, no, I'm way more than that. On any given Saturday, I'd say you have. <laughs> I got a hundred grand
2: on you. Okay.
4: Wow. Okay. Now I'm nervous. I'm a, I was sort of imagining we were talking to about 15 people out there. Um, yeah. Then we will save a considerable number of lives tonight. Yes. Because uh, testicular cancer. This is one of my issues. Is that men's health is often uh, it's not really swept under the rug. It's just not talked about. Um, Every woman, by the time they're 18, knows that they need to get a pap smear. And breast exams. And every woman knows that they need to do self-breast exams. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many guys who are young, 15-year-olds, know that they need to be doing self-testicular exams? You know, that was one of the things, we, we kind of joked around with Pat Duffy the other day and uh, basically humiliated him in the studio in front of his friends. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that we did was a testicular exam on him yes. because he is in the demographic uh, that it would be affected by that. Uh, young men have a higher risk of testicular cancer. This is not an old man's disease. Uh, it's the most common cancer between the ages of 20 to 34. And... Uh, men with undescended testicles if you have one only one testicle in your scrotum you have a much higher risk of testicular cancer And if that's never been taken care of i want you to go to your doctor and say look i've got an undescended testicle i need to do something about this yeah. um but this is what i want everybody to do every guy that's listening right now and i know we've got women listening uh but I, every guy needs to reach down and feel their knots now while you're doing this The, the testicle should feel sort of like, uh, what, what kind of uh, a, you know, an ovoid uh, an oblate spheroid is the is the term for it, but I'm. Thinking, it should just feel like a smooth sort of elongated egg. A large thing. lima bean. And uh, on the exactly, I love the another food, another, food but, reference. Yeah. Another thing I won't ever have to eat. Uh, the uh, the testicle feels smooth on the front, but on the if you reach around at the top with your finger like a C clamp and with your thumb, you will feel this sort of. Uh, mushy area and, and that is the epididymis. Above that there's a tender area that may be a little cyst on the epididymis and then above that will be the cord. And now if you feel anything rocky that feels like a a, a stone or gravel. a piece of yeah, yeah like a, a aquarium gravel yeah. that's stuck to um, to the testicle, you need to get that checked out. And I when I was in Vermont I had a I, I always talked about testicular exams with with, uh you know, the young men, especially if I did uh, uh, football physicals, I would get a bunch of them at once right. and make sure I told them about it. And I had a kid come in and say, you know, hey, Dr. Steve, you told me to check my nuts, and I did, and I've got a place on there, and he actually had testicular cancer. It was removed, he was cured, and he is, as far as I know, still doing well today. So caught yeah. early, it's very curable. Uh, yeah. Other things you may feel in there, um, do you want to take that, P.A. John? No. Okay. <laughs> you may feel uh, a... A hard balloon like thing above the testicle and like- if you take a flashlight and put it behind your scrotum and you can see that it's a clear fluid filled sac, that, um, is called a seal. And you also can, uh, f- uh, feel a bag of worms, uh, and that is a, uh, varicoseal, which is just varicose veins above the scrotum. Uh, if you have a big old globby bag of worms on both sides, you may actually be, uh, uh, have problems with fertility. And so that needs to be checked out as well. So if you feel anything unusual, uh, have it checked out by your doctor. Yeah. Okay, you do yeah. self-testicular exams. Yes, I do.
8: As you a do. Matter of fact, it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, every six months.
4: Let's see who we got. Um, okay, how about Todd in Tennessee? Oh, another vasectomy because This is going to be vasectomy uh, with Dr. Steve tonight. Todd in Tennessee, are you there, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Todd. Dr. Steve.
4: Hello. What can we do for you?
1: Well, I uh, recently had a vasectomy, and uh, in fact, the stitches aren't quite healed up yet. And I've got uh, sort of under the right stitches, I've got this little blob. It's almost like a little growing third nut, but it gets kind of pussy, and, and it leaks out like this clear whitish okay. discharge thing. And you know, obviously, I need to go see my doctor about it, but it's kind of painful. Yeah. Yep. Is there anything I can do to, to alleviate that pain until I can see my doctor?
4: Is the redness around it?
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty red but i mean they're kind of red anyway so
4: okay but it's not angry red no 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 okay no it's, and what's the size of it
1: right now see that's the thing it'll grow up and then it'll discharge a little bit right now you know it's the size of a uh, i don't know a cashew nut but okay. it'll get up you know okay. one more food you don't have to eat yeah thank uh, you. <laughs> <but> it'll get <laughs> it'll up so uh, i don't know twice that size sometimes okay. before it you know usually it just It'll yeah. just squirt out yeah. the stitches. Lovely. It?
4: And it's. and it, is effects. Is it pus or does it look like it's uh, clear, clear white I don't stuff.
1: I do I mean, it looks like pus to me, but I'm not a doctor. Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's white, yeah, or white? It's clear, and. Um, You know, it could be pus, could be splooge, I don't know.
4: Yeah, white and clear, that could be a thing called a spermatocel. It's not impossible that you could have um, a a collection of uh, fluid that's actually coming from the testicle itself. Uh, Most of the time you just have cells there, but every once in a while they'll irritate the, the the. tube enough that you'll get a collection of fluid in there and that may actually be secreting uh, from the area yeah it could be sperm cells and uh body fluid so you get definitely got to check it out i again i i recommend that you get some uh you know your athletic supporter elevate those nuts so they're not hanging and putting tension on this thing and then uh put some uh ice on it as well yeah you definitely need to get back angry. definitely need okay. to get back to whoever it was that did the procedure
1: yeah well um earlier that, that uh, two pieces of as deference will seek each other out. And try to reconnect,
4: could that be going on? Uh, not impossible, but the the easiest way to tell that is uh, through your uh, sperm samples, man. You know, you just basically you know, you rub one out into a cup and they look at it under the microscope and if there's samples in there, then you're growing back together. I mean, if there's cells in there, you're growing back together. If not, then you're okay.
8: Yeah. But I would wait until you get the stitches out.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're way too early, early to yeah. even be worrying about that. But yeah. if, if you're having uh, anything coming from the wound itself, you've got to get your doctor to check it out, okay?
1: Okay, so do I need to save it the next time it leaks and take him a sample?
8: Uh, Probably not, because it wouldn't be viable at that
4: point. they'll be able to look at it. Uh, When he he looks at it, or he or she looks at it, they'll know uh, what it is when they see it. They'll have seen it a hundred times before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need to keep a sample of it. But if you get a fever or redness that's spreading up your body, then uh, don't wait. Uh, Go after hours and get it checked out, okay? Yeah.
1: Okay, and just regular over the... Over-the-counter pain medicines and ice.
4: Yeah, yeah if yeah, you can take sense. it, I think ice is great. And uh, if you can, don't apply uh, the ice directly to your ball sack, otherwise you
8: could end up with frostbite yeah. of your balls. So you want to put something in between that,
4: or yeah, only, just put it. In, put some crushed ice in a in a of of a Ziploc and wrap it in a little towel. Yeah, and put it to okay. it. Okay, okay, man. Well, hey, thanks, guys. Listen, good luck. Let us know how it goes. Okay.
1: Will do. Thanks for being on the radio.
4: All right, man. Thanks, Tom. thanks. All right. Well, we need to take a break. Uh, 9, uh, 866-WOW1-WOW is the number. 866-969-1969. This is Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve.
5: It's Weird Medicine. Weird Medicine. Some bloody mucusy discharge. With Dr. Steve. <laughs>
4: particular manslaughter by cattle decapitation. The bumper music is uh, definitely fitting given a last segment that we did. Uh. All testees all the time on Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve and P.A. John. Uh. Phone number is 866-WOW1-WOW, 866-969-1969, or you can email us at drsteve202 at gmail.com. One thing I wanted to say, uh, P.A. John, a lot of other medical shows, when you call in, they call you back. They, yeah. they wait till the next day and call you back and then you're on the air. We're doing these things off the cuff. Uh, remember, we are not your doctor. So, uh, verify everything with your doctor. Uh, take, uh, take our advice how you will. Uh, we'll do the best we can and, uh, and we'll just go from there. We'll yeah.
8: Yeah. Nothing beats going and actually seeing your physician.
4: But, and one of the things that we can talk about is how to talk to your doctor, uh, or, uh, other provider and get them to take you your seriously. complaint seriously. That yeah. I, That's one of the problems I see more and more every day when people call me or text me or email me on the Internet because I'm on all the message boards and stuff and I get questions. A lot of times the patients uh, will say, uh, I've talked to my doctor about this. They don't seem to be taking me seriously, and I actually have a serious problem. Well, a lot of times it's how they've approached the problem with their doctor. And, uh, you know, uh, health providers are people, too, and uh, sometimes you just have to approach it a certain way, and we can help you with that. And so it always helps that,
8: to go yep. into the room with what you want to ask them written out. Because if you can actually give them a list, give your uh, PA or your doctor a list or your nurse practitioner a list of what you actually want to know that day, it helps tremendously.
4: And a lot of doctors are probably, if there are any listening right now, they're cringing because we all know those patients that come in with their lists. But it really is a a very effective way for patients to get out what they want to do. It's just like we have our list tonight, which we've completely thrown away because we've gotten so many phone calls tonight, which is awesome. We weren't really expecting. Uh, this kind of response. And uh, in that vein, let's go to Ron in Indiana. Ron, are you there? Hello? You're on Weird Medicine. What can we do for you?
2: Yeah, I got a question. My girlfriend's kind of adventurous, and uh, her new thing she wants me to do is she wants me to lick her ass. And I'm kind of wondering what the dangers or what could happen to me or what's the worst-case scenario or if it's... Uh
4: it's sanitary at all sure well it's you no know, it's it's absolutely not sanitary but uh very little about uh, sex is but it, <laughs> i mean but it, it could be we, enjoyable it's true um yeah. depends
8: on what kind of uh dressing you want to put on that salad before
4: you uh start looking at well as long as don't you know what don't listen to him for the rest of the show uh if if you uh uh, if she doesn't have any communicable diseases, for the most part, the th- kinds of things that you can get from uh, what we call the fecal-oral route, or other words, uh from uh, someone's rear end to your mouth, uh are things like hepatitis A, so if yes. she's okay there. But then there is this problem with E. coli and other bacteria like that. I mean, there are a lot of bacteria there that you can uh, uh, be exposed to. I think uh just give it a try, and if you don't get sick, you're gold. Yeah. Uh, But you can also place um,
8: saran wrap uh, between you and the person, and you can try it that way.
4: Or a dental dam. You can do that if you're really particular about it. Uh, Might take the mood away, but... We are getting so many testicle uh, questions. I guess we need to take another one. Adam in Ohio. Yes, hello. Hello.
9: Yeah, uh, I was wondering. uh, I'm only 27 years old, and I have this, uh, this... like, kind of growth on my right test feet. It's it's not, like, a lump like a zit, but it's more like a kind of a... uh, When you get scratched and it, like, breaks the skin, it kind of leaves a long kind of, you know, like, raised bump. Yes. Like, should I be worried about cancer with that? Like, I've had a a physical and, and... my doctor didn't say anything about it, but like I'm always still worried about that.
4: Has your doctor looked at it, have you have you showed it um, to him or her?
9: Not not like specifically, but okay. he did give me a uh, you know like a, a physical th- uh, like a like a, like a physical that
4: sure. Um, that, let me ask you something. You say it's on the testes. Is it actually on the scrotum, or is it on no, the skin no, no. of the? No, it, no, sa- it,
9: it's actually on like a excuse my language the
4: ball. Okay. So it's under the skin, where you can yeah, move. Th-
9: like it, like it feels like it's on the actual testy, and it's like a long kind of, like 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 if yeah. you had scratched and it drew like like a cat scratch. Yeah. And then it like raised up afterwards. Okay. That's what it feels like, and it's been there for about a year. Okay. And there's no signs of it going away.
4: Most of these things, uh, like this, are not uh, anything to worry about. However. Uh, having said that, I want you to get this checked out, okay? If, if you can take the skin of the scrotum and slide it over this thing and it stays stationary on the nut itself, then it absolutely needs to be checked out. Now this could have been, uh, it, you could have some scar tissue there from, yeah. uh, some vigorous Sex, or you may have run into a table at some point and hit your nut, but you may, and it may just be scar tissue. But I definitely want that to get checked out, and they can do uh, an ultrasound uh, that will pretty much diagnose it uh, yeah. in a couple of minutes. And it's a real simple procedure. It's a little embarrassing to whip your nuts out and have somebody put jelly on it, and then this, uh, uh, how would you describe that thing? It looks like a microphone kind of that they run over your nuts, but it's uh, it's not painful. It's an easy procedure, highly recommended. I would definitely get that checked out, man, okay? Okay, well,
9: uh, can I have a third, second question real, real quick?
4: Yeah, sure. If it's quick. Uh,
9: my, my question would be, like, like in any other place in your body, how would you determine cancer? Like, would it be, like, a large lump, like like a large, like, hard lump, or is it, you know, just anything that's not there before? Dude, that's, yeah, that's,
4: that's pretty much the thing. If you uh, have... Um, a lump that wasn't there before, definitely anything get that's it checked odd. out. Anything, and, anything that's, that's odd. odd. You know, if you hear a weird sound in your car, you're going to at some point check it out. And if you don't, it's at your peril. Yeah. Because something's going to break down in your car. It's right. the same thing. If you've got a weird lump someplace, y'all just please uh, get it checked out. Yeah. And don't fart around with that because uh, that's really important and I want you guys to live a long time. Um, I've got. Uh, Harold in Bridgeport has got an interesting question. Harold, are you there? Oh, boy. Excellent, Harold. Hey, Radio Shark. That was a delightful question. And it was a good question, to the bastard. Yeah. He was calling about sleep disorders, which we need to talk about at some point tonight. Um, let's see. How about Les? Les from Trucker, or Les the Trucker. Okay, I get it. When I sneeze, I get something going on. What's going on, Lass? Yeah, um,
10: I had a uh, coughing spasm real bad, and uh, I had a lot of pressure in my sinus area. And <laughs> now is what happens: is whenever I sneeze or cough, I get real bad nosebleeds. It gushes blood real bad. Yeah, I have a hard time getting it to stop. I'm just wondering: could I burst a blood vessel
2: in my sinus passages yeah. somewhere?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, actually it
8: uh the the tissue in the very front of the nose is uh more uh friable or a lot thinner than any of the tissues. So, um Oops. you actually Make sure your nose doesn't start bleeding now. Um, but, uh, it, 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 you probably did, uh, break a blood vessel. And if you're having a lot of these, then you probably need to have, again, go see your doctor. They can actually ablate these, uh, blood vessels with, uh, cautery, cauterization. Jargon alert, jargon alert. Ablate. Well, well, okay. They can get rid of this by frying it with an acid. How about that? Okay, or sticking or- a
4: hot, uh, metal, well, don't scare the guy to death. It's not that bad. You, basically they go in and, uh, they can numb you up and they can take care of the problem pretty easily. Uh, it's real easy to look up into the nose and see where the bleeding is coming from, yeah. uh, if it's, if it's obvious. Uh, ear, nose, and throat, uh, let your family practitioner take a look at it or your internist. And, uh, if they can't help you, then they'll usually send you to an ear, nose, and throat guy now. If you're having a bleeding that won't stop, That's a whole other problem. And that's actually a medical emergency, though. You know, if you're just gushing blood and it will not stop, I would go to the uh, emergency. Yeah, I would give it no more more than 20 minutes. Uh, The easiest way to stop these, of course, is just put your head back and apply pressure. I would
8: lean forward. Lean forward and apply pressure right on the bridge of your nose. Yep. Yeah. And if you hold, pinch your nose closed, and uh, you'll form a good blood clot. Um, That should
4: help. Okay, let's go to Bob in Montana. Bob, are you there? You're on Weird Medicine. Bob? Okay. Bob. Okay. Bob's driving. Bob's gone. He's driving. Bob, call back. Uh, how about Chris in Kentucky? Chris, are you there? It sounds like the same guy. <laughs> Chris. 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 and Bob are on Hello. Today. Chris. Hey, how you doing, There gentlemen? you go. Okay, man.
2: Hey, good. Uh, Dr. Steve, I've got this. I
8: hate to change gears after all this other
2: talk, but I've <laughs> got this weird... I don't know if I call it a skin condition, and uh, let me just tell you all I can without rambling too much. Hopefully, sure. um, give us
4: the Reader's Digest version. I'm sorry. Give us the Reader's Digest version.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. Um, since at least puberty, of pretty back as far as I can remember. Uh, just uh, I've noticed no pattern to it whatsoever as far as eating time of day, exposure to any kind of different soaps or anything. Um, I'll just get a regular little itch, you know, like you do. Reach over and scratch my arm, and it keeps itching. And I'll start tearing it up, and I'll get like this patch. It varies from like the size of a couple silver dollars up to like elbow to shoulder area, and um, it's just like welts on top of welts in this red and it itches like the Dickens, and I scratch the hell out of it, try not to, and like, maybe like 20 minutes later, it's completely gone, and I scratch hard enough, there should be marks. There, sh- I should have broke the skin, but I don't, yep. and like within like 30 minutes, it's completely dissipated, and I've had it happen on arms, legs, um, sometimes, you know, a couple times a week, sometimes I'll go a couple months without it.
4: Does it ever occur and- anywhere that you can't reach? I'm sorry go ahead. Does it ever occur anywhere that you can't reach? In other words, in a part of your body that you can't reach? Middle of your back, that's Um, what I'm
2: not really. It's usually, you know, fairly reachable. Okay. And uh, I've noticed that it doesn't spread like if my left leg's doing it, I'll scratch it and then I'll, you know, I'll touch my right arm for something and it doesn't necessarily spread. Very seldom.
4: Okay. Uh a lot of times uh what you may be looking at if it 's in it never occurs in a place that you can 't reach uh, there's a thing called neurodermatitis, and this is a a, a weird f- form of um uh, of a skin itching syndrome that uh, is, it may be caused by, uh, nerve endings that are firing. It may be caused by anxiety. It can be caused by a lot of different things. And it's characterized by intense itching. You scratch and scratch and scratch until, uh, and sometimes people will, uh, get into this, uh, almost crazed situation where they're so itchy that they'll just dig gouges out of their skin and there are some uh, medications there's an antidepressant and i'm not recommending that you try this okay uh, but i want you to talk to your doctor about it but there is an antidepressant called doxapin that is one of the most powerful anti-itch agents uh, out there and it works real well you may just be having there are some people that have uh, sensitive skin that if you scratch it a little bit you'll actually get a get hives and it may simply be that and uh, that's a hard one to to deal with and again a dermatologist could help you with that
8: yeah so you may end up having to have a uh, skin scraping where the dermatologist will be able to look at that under a microscope to see if there's any other thing going on but yeah
4: all right Jerry from Cincinnati are you there hey why do I, I say that every you? single time I got to come up with something else to say uh, when I take a phone call is Hello? other than are you there yeah Jerry go ahead I'm just yeah. I'm just rambling because I'm an idiot. This is the first time I've ever uh, well, been on radio.
9: That's, that's allowed on this station. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering. Uh, my girlfriend's into golden showers. Okay. And she's been asking me
11: to urinate inside of her while we're having uh, intercourse. Okay. And I'm really. She's a hesitant, gower. And I'm just wondering if this is uh, if there's any major concerns as far as uh, you know some sort of infection or. If it yep. can be done, and then douche afterwards, and that'll be fine. Are
4: you? Are you otherwise healthy? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and are you diabetic? No. Okay, then uh, here's the thing: urine is sterile, very sterile. It's uh, should be normal. Very normal urine is uh, cell free. It's just basically uh, ultra filtration uh, byproducts of, uh, you know, body metabolism, and it's mostly water, it's got some other chemicals in it, and uh, you can, uh, I, I think, uh, pee freely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not aware of any downside to that as long as you're healthy and uh, don't have any infections. And, uh, you know, other than it may, now, it, there may be a change in the uh, uh, bacterial Counts in the vagina because of that, and, it, and then we may be back with, to what we were at at the beginning with bacterial vaginosis. Yeah. I don't know of any uh, study that shows that there is a relationship between the two. If there's a gyn or a gynecologist out there, a urologist that knows better, have them feel free to call in. But uh, I think you're, I think you're okay with. Yeah, that I'd one. say go for it. All right, oh, excellent. Uh, <laughs> John from Colorado. Hey Steve. Hey man.
1: Hey, look, i got a problem. I've been receiving oral sex from my girlfriend, and uh, first time she asked me if I wanted a uh, prostate massage... Uh, okay. She stuck her finger up my ass. I didn't know what was coming until I started coming. Right. Uh, I've been doing it more often, and now it's gotten to the point where I can't come unless she does it. Does okay. That, does that make me gay?
4: Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, this is, uh, you know, some people think that the prostate is the male G-spot, and I think that was just such an intense stimulation for you that, uh, you know, you've just, you've come to to enjoy need it more yeah, than enjoy just it. regular uh, ejaculation. I mean, everybody has these stimuli that they require to achieve an orgasm, mm-hmm. and now you've sort of programmed yourself to uh, have this stimulation, and you're absolutely, I mean, you're doing it with a chick, right? So you're absolutely not gay. Uh, not that that makes you a bad person, if you were. Uh, let's talk to uh, Ray the Trucker. Ray, welcome to Weird Medicine.
11: How's it going tonight, Dr.
4: Steve? Good, man. Hey, little, little nervous, but we're doing okay. Um, yeah. Had,
11: uh, genital warts. Yes. And I had a doctor get some of them off. They froze them off, and they. she didn't get all of them. I got a female doctor. That's why I said she. But when I said something at the physical this year about, you know, there's three others you didn't get, she's like, well, get that Dr. Shoals wart remover, which is a freezing product, but it says in all the instructions, don't use it on genital warts.
4: Right. Yeah, um I, yeah, I'm in favor of some other things for genital warts, and there are some preparations that are particularly made for genital warts, and one of them is a medication called Amiquamod, uh, and uh, you can apply it yourself, your doctor can prescribe it for you. If they're not familiar with it, uh, it's also called Aldera, there's also a, a, a medication called Condilox that you can use. I think the reason that you're not, that you shouldn't use those uh, over-the-counter uh, preparation is because they can really be pretty caustic to the scrotum. It, it, as you know, the scrotum is pretty sensitive, and uh, just putting a caustic substance on there can be a problem. Yeah, the so. tissue
8: could end up scarring. So definitely,
4: I uh, would be a little wary of uh, doing the over-the-counter preps on that. Now, yeah, the um, I was just looking here. I had some stuff on that, but the uh, Aldera is real easy to do. Uh, you apply it. Uh, they'll give you a schedule for applying the stuff. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a real simple, quick procedure. You do it yourself. The problem with uh, condyloma or genital warts is that um, they uh, uh, are viruses. It's caused by the human papilloma virus, and viral particles are even smaller than bacteria. So you can't always get the um, uh, the all of the growing warts before they come, you, you won't be able to see them. Now, one thing that you can do that's kind of fun, uh, well, my definition of fun may be different than yours, is to take a little uh, white vinegar, put it on, um, a, uh, on a white hand towel, and wrap it around your schlong, and then let it sit there for about five minutes. And when you take it off, all the really white areas are oncoming genital warts and they'll turn a real bright white it's called a acetal white reaction and you can apply the chemical to that but uh i'd go back to your doctor say i'm not real comfortable using this over-the-counter stuff i really want to try to use uh the prescription stuff do you mind writing me a prescription does that sound okay man
11: Every time I go to her, she finds something good to send me into a bunch of tests over. So you know.
4: Well, okay, okay, that's a whole other issue, and and yeah. I think you're free to talk to your doctor about that yeah, too. Or you know. find another doctor. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um,
11: I had another question about yep, navel hernia repairs. Are you familiar with those at all?
4: Navel hernia, umbilical repair. hernia repairs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What's with, the question? I had
11: I had a major one, which was repaired five times now. And okay. I've got the Gore-Tex pad with mylar over the top of that tucked under both ribs, and now it's coming loose. Any idea? You know, I went to a specialist, he looked at it, and he's going, well, I don't really want to do anything right. until, you know, your intestines are laying on your kneecaps.
4: Yep. Um, I understand that. Uh, actually, uh, John's wife used to do this procedure. and uh, Yeah. It's um, one of those things that when you have a recurrent hernia, it gets harder and harder every time to repair it and uh they do uh, once you've had it five times man they they basically want your guts to be falling out before they go in there again and then sometimes at that point they still won't do it because
8: it's a, again a high risk of failure so
4: yeah we found that inf- information on the aldera you put it on at bedtime for 3 days and then you rest for 4 days it's really easy to do and uh Condulox, you apply that uh, uh twice a day for 3 consecutive days and uh then you discontinue it for 4 days now the condolox is a little bit more of an intense reaction and uh, actually causes some destruction of, of the tissue uh, ar- around it. But it heals up normally, and you really should end up with very uh, little disfiguration after it's over with. Uh, it, it is kind of interesting, John, that there have been some studies that showed uh, that patients who have genital warts are at higher risk for other diseases. Right. Right. And, uh, one of those is, uh, head and neck cancer. Now that's a devastating disease. And if you have genital warts and have oral sex, uh, you can actually, uh, end up with your partner having a higher risk for head and neck cancer. Transmitting. Um, it. Right. A uh, high lifetime number of oral or vaginal sex partners, tw- which is defined as 26 or more, was associated with a higher risk of cancer. It was three to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, you know, the, the take home message for this is don't eat cauliflower. Yeah. You know, that's another food reference. Yeah, another Excellent. food reference. We're full of food references tonight. Uh, yeah, the genital warts kind of look like, uh, the the really big ones look like fungating chunks of cauliflower. And, uh, it's, um, you know, human papillomavirus, at least we, we know where it's coming from right. and we can do something about it. Uh, cervical cancer is basically um, a sexually transmitted disease i right. mean the women uh get human papilloma virus from their partner and then the human ba- papilloma virus will cause a non-symptomatic genital uh, can, you know warts that may not be able to even be visible with the naked eye and uh then over time cause changes in the cervix that can lead to cancer, so, uh, just, it, this is something that can be picked up easily on a pap smear, and, uh, get your pap smears every year. Here's, here's why, PA John. If uh, the pap smears 30 percent of the time will be negative in other words will show no changes even when there are cellular changes yeah. so if you get your pap smear done every three years you may be 10 years down the road before they pick up the change and then it's too late because cervical cancer takes about 10 years it's very slow growing cancer whereas if you uh, have your pap smear done every single year uh, without fail it is highly likely that this uh, precancerous condition will be picked up easily treatable in the doctor doctor's office without surgery uh, or without significant surgery and um, sometimes they can do it just by freezing the area. Other times they use a, uh, an electrified wire to cut out the area. It's really easy, mostly painless, a little globby afterward but not too bad. Definitely worth the uh, or going through because the uh, or the risk of not doing it is really high.
8: Benefits definitely outweigh the risk on that one.
4: Absolutely. How are we doing on time, Danny? we doing okay? Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Rick in Arizona. He's got a, a a problem that we haven't talked about yet tonight. I'm being sarcastic. Go ahead, uh, Rick.
10: How you doing, Dr. Steve? Thanks for doing this, man.
4: Oh, yeah, man. Happy to do it. I hope we haven't hope spread we, too much. I hope
10: di- you're doing this at least twice a month. I wow. You know, keep you guys on. Thanks, man. The question I have for you is this. I'll try and make it very short, brief. I have two questions. Yes. The first one is about nuts. Okay.
4: Um, when I was growing up,
10: I I played high school lacrosse. Yes. And I went for the, you know, the stupid little physical and the doctor, you know, filled your nuts. Well, I've got like a third nut. Okay. That has always been there. Yep. And you know how you can just, when you're when you're feeling your nuts, you put a little pressure on it. It hurts. Yes. Well, the third nut, you do the same thing. It hurts.
4: Yes, okay. you
10: know, just like a regular nut. Yep. Is it I'm above? I'm 38 the... years old now. Okay. Could I be? You know, do I need to be concerned about that, or just let it ride? How
4: old did you say you are? 38 38 I'm 38 38? Um, yeah you've gone 38 years with this thing it is unlikely it's going to kill you so that's the first thing so i think that's most uh, i would i would put all kinds of money out that this is a completely benign condition is it above your other knot
10: no it's right beside it it's, it's right it's beside like attached it, to it.
4: Well, uh here's the thing that I would do, just for your own fun's sake, and then I do want you to see your doctor and have him take a look at it again, just to make sure, and, and just ask them, is this thing uh okay? Uh, take a flashlight, and if you have a little pen light, that's even the best, and put it behind your nut and try to shine it through. This third nut. And if it is a clear fluid-filled sac, you'll be able to tell because it'll light up like a Christmas tree light. Or like E.T.'s finger did. Exactly. Right. Much better. Much better yeah. uh, analogy. It'll look like E.T.'s finger. And, uh, if, uh, if, if you see that, then it is a clear fluid-filled sac called a seal and that's all it is. And you really don't have to worry about it. I do want your doctor to look at it. And if there's any question about it at all, again, they can do that testicular ultrasound. ultrasound and they can tell right away what it is. Okay You got a second question? The, uh,
10: the next question I have for you I have like this I, I had another physical last year And it's like a The doctor called it a strawberry And, and it's right on my back yep. And it's it's not that big But I was told You know You put a piece of thread around it Or something like that Cut the circulation off it eventually fall off and, and that will be okay It's bright red Yep Um it doesn't hurt unless if I, you know, uh, if I scrape my back up against something and hit it, you know, or something okay. like that, then it will hurt.
4: Okay. It's called a hemangioma. Yep, yep. And uh, it has a little tail on it, or is it, or is it what we would call sessile? Does it look like a dome blooming out of the, out of the skin, or does it have a little tail on it?
10: No, it, it's on the outside of the skin.
4: Okay, and it's flat. Does it have a flat, broad base or a, a thin, narrow base?
10: No, it's it's. It's like a like a small oversized BB I guess you could say okay
4: okay so let's it's star- okay so it's spherical and this sp- and part of it is embedded in the skin yes do I have a accurate picture of it? Anyway, uh, yeah, this is benign, uh, condition, and uh, they call them cherry hemangiomas because they look like cherries. Yeah. Another food reference. Actually. We, we, okay. I'm gonna, I'm making myself sick with all these food references. <laughs> uh, uh, it, basically, that, it, those things are very easy to remove. They have a lot of blood supply. They're called hemangiomas because they're collections of capillaries, and, uh, they will bleed like stink, uh, if you just, if you just cut the thing. So, uh, you're, you're, if you want to have it removed, it's easy to have it removed. Uh, otherwise, uh, not unlike a ribbed condom, it could add pleasure to your uh, partner, so if it's not bothering you, I'd like to It's on, on his alone. back. Oh, it's on your back? I thought you said it was on your dick. Yeah, it's on my back. Oh, well, they, that won't add pleasure to anything. Okay, yeah, have it removed. Get uh, rid of you it. You don't know what their sexual uh, <laughs> encounters are. Like. I,
8: I...
10: Somebody fucking my back or something.
4: <laughs> <You> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I totally uh, uh, heard you wrong. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you can have that removed, or you can leave it alone if it doesn't bother you. Could, could I do I'd it myself love. with a with a
10: string, you know, like
4: a oh, piece yeah. of thread? You can. You know, control blood supply. Yeah, you can if you can get under it. That's the thing. If you can if you can get it to actually strangulate it, you can do that. Uh, your doctor's got easier ways to get rid of it than that, though. That takes several okay. days, and then you've got dead piece of skin hanging off your back. Yeah.
10: All right. Well, the okay. one thing I did do is the, uh, the the exam like ten minutes ago. Thank God, everything just feels so smooth and so great. Yeah.
4: Awesome, <laughs> man. Okay. Excellent. We saved a life. Listen, there you go. hey, we appreciate you, man. Uh, we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to take a break, a real quick break, and we'll be back. Eight six six. Wow. One wow. You're listening to Weird Medicine.
3: Hey, Daddy, this is the Midnight Rider, baby. And when I'm not riding rainbows or playing with the cutest of puppies, I'm listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve, Daddy, the finest of all self-help programs. That's right. I'm looking at you, Dr. Phil. I got one more silver dollar. And Dr. Steve and Weird Medicine is going to help me know what drugs to spend it on.